Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Welcome to Engage for Success Radio and would you believe it, show number 490 in our weekly series. Engage for Success is a not-for-profit movement and the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement. We're out there raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country and our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups are developing research, publishing case studies and shining a light on all the great practice out there. You can visit engageforsuccess.org to learn more. And while you're there, why not sign up for our weekly newsletter so you never miss out on any of our great free resources, events and updates. And I'm Andy Gorham, your host for today's show and founder of BizJuicer, an employee engagement and culture development consultancy that helps companies create people change that sticks, meaning they retain more of their great people and ensure fabulous brand experiences for their customers. Now then, The stats on employee engagement aren't great at the moment. Our own Engage for Success's benchmark for the levels of engagement post-pandemic shows at least an 8% drop overall on already stagnant and in some cases fragile numbers. So it is great to hear and see when companies are bucking the trend. As someone who's especially interested and invested in this stuff, I'm always keen to understand and learn from those people out there who are having some real success with what they're doing and seeing positive, sustainable growth across engagement, retention and productivity. So I'm absolutely delighted today to be able to speak with someone who's seeing just that. With me today is Sarah Hood, and Sarah is the Global Head of Engagement for Booper. Now, if a business synonymous with medical care, health care and aged care, which let's be honest, are pretty tough suckers to be in, who've seen some incredibly tough times, if they can see real growth and progress in areas like engagement, there is hope for us all. And I, for one, am interested to hear what lies behind the results that they're seeing. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you very much, Andy. Lovely to have you here. Not your first time. No, no, I believe I was here about four years ago. Amazing. Um, We've got a lot to talk about here because I'm genuinely excited about hearing what you've been doing to kind of buck the trend. But do us a favour. It was a while since you were here last. Tell us a little bit about you, what you do and what you're really focused on right now. Mm -hmm. Sure. So thank you very much. So I've been at Bupa for a very long time, over 20 years. Um, But a lot of that time I was in um, sort of general management type roles. So um, operations, uh, ran Bupa clinics um, and contact centres, so customer service management as well. Um, About seven or eight years ago, I made the change over to um, the people function. So we call it the people function HR. Um, And really, I think it was my experience of leading big teams out in the business that brought me to employee engagement. And it remains, you know, a real passion of mine. I think when you when you lead teams, you know, of any size and whatever job they do, you know, you're very quickly through. If you're interested in your people, you know, you learn that the importance of engagement in every success. So, um, so yeah, I, I have, this is the longest I've stayed in a job and every day is different <laughs> and absolutely loving life. Um, 
What we're focused on at the moment, well, you know, there's, there's so much, but um, I suppose a key part of my role in a, in a big global organisation, so we, are, we do have quite a large global footprint, um, and a lot of our business activity and focus is local to its mm. local healthcare market. So a lot of, of, of my job is about connecting people together, yeah. uh, making sure that we're listening to our people globally in a sort of consistent way, driving a culture of action on feedback. Um, and really trying to be, you know, modern and agile in our approach. So trying to kind of have quite a progressive approach that's kind of equally easy and simple for our people. Um, I'm responsible for reporting kind of what our people tell us to our board and chief executive. So, you know, that's a really amazing part of my job. Um, and, you know, making sure that we're being as smart as we possibly can with insight, because, you know, it's um, it's easy to keep asking people stuff. And, and there's no problem with asking people a lot if you're going to act on that feedback. But equally, I think more as, as technology is moving on, there's cleverer things that you can do with data and insights as well without necessarily having to ask your people all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, goodness me, what a lot to focus on. And I suspect in there are some clues to why you are having some success with engagement right now. Certainly a few things you've mentioned there are making me smile inside going, yep, that sounds like a plan. That sounds like good stuff. So let's keep it all quite simple for today. And I think all the questions I probably have for you come back to that single theme that I mentioned in the introduction. You know, what on earth have you been doing <laughs> to buck that current trend in the levels of engagement that we've seen in business, because so many people out there have really struggled. So, come on, what have you been doing, Sarah? <laughs> well, I mean, gosh, there's, there's a, a, a whole heap of things that I could talk about, and you know, indeed, it's been a it's been a tough few years for us, just like anyone else. Mm. Uh, arguably, for our employees, it's been really tough because they've yeah. been at the front line of healthcare. So, um, we, we yeah, we've had a we've had a rough old few years as well. But 2021, I think, was a real moment in Booper's history. Um, and we've been around for for longer than the NHS. We're we're older than people think that we are. 75, I think, 76 years this this year. But um, we got a new chief executive in 2021 who came internally. Um, so he led our Europe and Latin America business. So he's been in Bupa for some time, but stepped up into the role of chief executive in 2021 and set us on a new strategic direction. So set a new, um, very sort of big bang strategy all about Bupa stepping into a kind of a new future. Um, the two big aspects of that really um, that probably stand out for me is is one sustainability. So Bupa playing a massive role in sustainability going forward you know action not words there's a huge amount of um, evidence around the importance of um, human health and planet health and how interlinked they are so Bupa really is a big healthcare company um, where all we're, we're all about human health there's no point in doing any of that really unless we're looking after the planet so big ambitions for sustainability um, and then really um, you know the, the bulk of the strategies around trans transforming ourselves and transforming healthcare and really again playing a big role in healthcare globally you know we are a large organization in a very unique position and, and the new strategy is all around kind of um, being pioneers of change um digitalizing our business like like everyone is um it, you know again the pandemic taught us with healthcare specifically that there's a lot possible remotely that we probably didn't think was um you know here and now um so things are moving extremely quickly so that's what our strategies about which is you know I hope that sounds exciting it's certainly internally as an employee and someone certainly for me personally who's been here for a long time hugely exciting and really brought about 
new energy and focus. So it's not necessarily all about our chief executive, albeit that he's an energetic man himself. But um, I think it's just brought about huge amounts of new energy, focus, excitement about Buka's future. And I think what comes with that is probably, you know, invigorated leaders and maybe, you know, an, an evolving leadership style as well as we kind of really kind of know that we've got an exciting future and kind of, I suppose, we all have to step up a little bit as well. So uh, that brings new energy too. Yeah, I think that word energy is such an important word here when we're looking at transformational change and creating momentum and belief and certainty and all those great things that get behind it. If if the person at the top isn't that energizer bunny kind of pushing that message with real affinity and, and a sense of genuine belief that this is where we're headed and for good reason, then how on earth is the rest of the organization going to get behind it? And yet sometimes the role of the CEO can be almost compartmentalized into investor relations and all this kind of stuff and board presentations with the CFO. And and occasionally we talk about customers or we talk about people. But I, I think this is a real conduit to sustainable, lasting changes. It's not all about the top person, right? <laughs> but they they send the signal. They, you know, they they beat the drum, and then you know the rest of us kind of follow in in that wake. I think mm-hmm. so. It sounds like he's doing a tremendous job in. in, in yeah, that. so far so good. It's going really well. So yeah, two years down the line. <laughs> well, so I think that direction piece. I mean, that links beautifully with the first enabler that we have right within all the work that we've been doing in EFS over the, over the years around strategic narrative. So when you've been talking about CEO telling the story, bringing the energy. What specifically have you been doing to sort of get that down through the organisation? Right. What, what's what's been happening? Yeah. So I think first first and foremost, probably three things here. First and foremost, again, just going back to almost the the top down and the and the signals that are, are you know we get from the top. Um, our chief executive, you know, really from early days, and he has had the benefit of coming internally at Booper, but it was all about action. Hmm. So he's, you know, he's really been very, very strong in his messaging around any kind of listening. So whether that's listening to our customers or listening to our people, it's, you know, it's pointless unless you're acting. So I think he has really helped, you know, you know, I've been trying to, well, many of us have been trying to drive, drive a culture of action for a number of years now, but it just, you know, gives you fuel when you hear from the chief executive, you know, talking relentlessly about action so that's that's been really really important I think in the last few years just being really explicit you know that we act on feedback um it I think that you know propels engagement in 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 and of itself just hit people hearing that it's that important you know to it's important for him that he listens to our people Uh, so true and and where so many people kind of get that wrong you know I mean you've mentioned about and I'm sure we'll talk about listening to to the employees but there's only so many times you can go to that well and if they get nothing back, then yeah. don't expect any more kind of stuff to come back to them. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, it's, exactly. it's it's yeah. it's it's not a, it's not a crazy thing, right? No, I know. <laughs> no, exactly. We... None of it's none of it's rocket science, really. So um <laughs> Yeah, and then and then another couple of things, you know, something, and it, this probably hasn't changed. This is one of the things that haven't changed in terms of our approach over the years is that when we design our kind of employee listening and engagement activity, we really try and design 
from the front line. You know, everything okay. is from the perspective of a frontline team and a frontline manager. So when I look at things in my role, you know, when when we're when we're talking about boardroom level insights, that's kind of like a by a really great byproduct of a of a, a system or a process that is designed for our people on the front line. It's designed to help them make their jobs easier, make the workplace a lot nicer a better place and to make the jobs of our managers easier as well so i really try and keep that as a really important design principle in everything that we do nice um and then just thirdly um you know i think this is almost a little feels a little bit by accident but not really is that we've really held steady we've kept our approach quite similar over the last few years um and i think that's been a really almost like secret tonic in in our success in that our, um, we have a global employee engagement survey. It hasn't changed that much for almost five years. It's mm. con- we're continually scrutinizing it to make sure that it's asking the right questions and getting the right feedback and it's helping people act on feedback. But at the same time, it hasn't in, a, in any wholesale way changed. And I think that that, again, in and of itself has really helped us because people know where they stand. They know the things that, that matter most. And I suppose in some respects, they, have, they haven't been able to shy away from action because the same questions come up, you know, and it, you'd, as you just said, you know, you quickly see if our people were const- constantly saying, I've told you this, you've not acted. Well, you know, because we've kind of held our approach quite steady for some time I think that's helped as well because you know it the same feedback will keep coming up unless we act on it absolutely I think that consistency is really key I, I guess another th- and, and listen I'm listening to what you're saying and you you are you are following the map of the four enablers quite <laughs> remarkably I think here let's just take a step so if we thought about strategic direction and we've got the CEO telling the great message being really committed showing what's important you're kind of influencing the rest of the design package behind it to kind of tell those things. It's fine if you've got a charismatic, strong CEO who's running around telling the story. How are you helping the other managers and leaders engage with their teams with this message and see this stuff through? And I guess see the vision through to practicality, I guess. Yeah, it's a really good point. I think, you know, I work um, and I probably didn't appreciate this enough coming into role. Um I work in really, really close partnership with internal communications. And I think that's a really, really important partnership. In, in many organizations, engagement and, and internal comms are, are one and the same. But of course, yeah. uh, certainly it's structurally for us that that's not the case. But we work in really, really close partnership. And um, it's such an integral part of this journey because you're absolutely right. You know, I luckily do have, you know, that sort of charisma at the top. And that does a lot of the hard work for us. But but we always and, you know, again, constantly evolving in communications plans that are designed to inspire and engage on the journey you know mm. so it's all about sharing stories you know we'll we will never we don't tend to now when we so we do two engagement surveys a year we don't sort of close off our comms plan it just rolls all the time so that we're always surfacing the stuff that's happening out there and linking it when we kind of come around to do our next listening exercise so um and again you know at, at Bupa that can be quite complicated because you've got global activity you've got local activity you've got you know real local activity and then you've got kind of geographical so you know it can be a bit of a sort of spider's web of activity but again um you know we've built a strong engagement community within Mm. our people function we've got a strong internal comms community again just working the both of these communities developing them and getting them to work in partnership that's been a a real enabler for us i guess also the other side of 
engaged because we've got the the out the outcome of all the great action that they're doing it gives you a score okay it's not we know it's not about the score it's about what what happens but when we're talking about i guess what support do you also give to your management team and leadership team to be able to engage with their people to build trust to build belief is there a specific focus on those i guess human skills to do, uh, that help engagement within the business or or i'm just interested to sort of see what's going on because yeah. it doesn't just happen naturally for everybody no it doesn't no you're absolutely right again you know globally in a uniform way not not you know we don't have any dedicated programs those kinds of things but absolutely you know in different geographies and different businesses and different sectors within Booper, you'd absolutely see that so you know you're absolutely right you know we we do index quite high on the on the people and leadership stuff because that's what we're about you know in healthcare it comes probably more naturally to us that we've, we've first and foremost people focused um i think with our again when i think directly about the stuff that i influence and and our part we're partner with glint to to and um to do our um employee listening mm. even just the mechanisms for how we listen and uh, the access that we give our managers and the way that it's so user friendly in its design and it's got lots of tools and resources for our managers. So again, you know, that this is where I've been able to influence in terms of, you know, for any new manager coming into to Boop, no matter where they are, or an experienced manager, you know, there's tools and, a, and kit in the in the Glint tool itself that really can help them. You know, if they've got a particular issue, for example, with trust, there's lots of resources. And again, it's been quite beneficial that Glint have been part of the LinkedIn family because they, they link straight through to things like LinkedIn learning. So um, that's really, really helpful to just keep them learning as well and and give them give them support you know directly from us in terms of the glint tool um but as i mentioned before you know we'll have various kind of development programs going on more locally depend locally depending on you know the different things that they see see out there and and do you think from your position looking at coming out of the last tough few years there's been a real intentionality in that focus to try and help people engage and 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 listening to what people are saying is is that been a double down kind of strategy following on from that yes absolutely absolutely and again you know i was delighted to hear that you know even even at our kind of board and chief executive level people sort of really talking about a doubling down of focus on our people um our leaders really showing up for our people through those really tough years and trying to carry that on that through so you know refreshed our our values here at Booper as well in timing with the new strategy and so we've given lots and lots of focus and attention to the culture and and kind of how our leaders are showing up for people as well at the moment so so absolutely. And again, going back to, you know, what I was saying in terms of the way that we've sort of held this ship steady in terms of what we ask our people and, and wow. around engagement. I think that also helps because it's it's almost indirectly or indirectly teaching our leaders what are the, you know, what are the really kind of deep rooted important aspects that drives people's motivation and engagement at work. And these are the, the really tough things to work on, but, but the most important things to work on, things like trust and empowerment and well-being. And all I, I was going to say, because you've mentioned about the consistency behind uh, employee voice in terms of how you've mm -hmm. kept the questions or some of the questions say stable so that yeah. there's a kind of reliable element here. Yeah. So people sort of know what's know what's coming. And then I guess that reinforces the importance of these things. What's been some of the emerging stuff that's come out then in the last mm -hmm. few years? What what are, What is important to people? Yeah, what what so, are they um, looking for help on? 
Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, there's some really interesting stuff. I mean, and, and this is probably not not new for, for a lot of people listening who are, who are um, familiar with this stuff. But what we've seen, we've seen an increased amount of personalization. So we've we've seen in the feedback that engagement is deeply, deeply personal. Um, so, you know, maybe it might be now. I, again, this is just my personal opinion, but it might be a little bit old school now to have that really traditional like team sit down after a survey. And actually, I see great leaders now taking more of a one to one approach because mm-hmm. actually, to have a really personal conversation about what an indi- what drives an individual and where they're at could arguably be much more effective than a kind of a team sit down trying to find you know harmonies between a group um personal growth and you know all of the learning career stuff just continues to to um be hugely important to our people the thirst for learning that's something that we continually see we see really deep connections between personal growth and all of the aspects of engagement so again we're now seeing personal growth as like the door to other aspects some of the trickier sides of engagement if you go in through the door of personal growth then you might see success in in other ways so um again really focused and on our people as, as individuals um, and then well-being I can't not mention well-being <laughs> for, for, for that's uh, that's obviously huge for us but um yeah we put a lot of pressure on ourselves rightly so that we ought to be delivering some of the best well-being for our services and support to our people um than any other organization in the world because we're um we're healthcare so um but again you know just hugely 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 important to our people growing in importance so again similar to personal growth those are probably our top two that we're always looking at um but you know we again what we with our approach we try to keep it quite simple we don't ask many questions through our surveys so we'll only have sort of you know you know somewhere between seven and 15 topics and you know I, I mentioned personal growth and well-being because these are the things that we've identified are growing in importance in the last few years but that's not to say that empowerment for example um isn't you know isn't there as well you can't really rank them again um because they're also important to engagement you mentioned uh, a, a bit about the survey. What, what mm. other sorts of components have you got within your overarching listening strategy? Because yeah. you, you did talk about a balance between team stuff and personal yes. stuff. I guess yeah. the cadence of all this is really oh, yeah. important Massively. as well, right? Massively important. And again, as when I was learning this a few years ago, um, I really bought into the continuous listening kind of ethos and continue to be, do so. But I think I used to try and bang the drum to just have lots and lots of frequent global surveys of people, <laughs> and then very quickly that that's probably not the right way to go necessarily. There are other other paths to achieving that. And so what we've done over the years is, again, as I mentioned, we've really held the ship quite steady. We have two global employee engagement surveys that happen consistently across Bupa twice a year. Um, but we've really built up our kind of ecosystem around that um, so we now have onboarding surveys so people joining Boopa, people leaving Boopa, really key moments for capturing feedback and acting on it we've done that in not in a push way again we, we try really hard not to be top down we don't tell our businesses that they have to do what we say when we have when, when we want them to we wait for a business to be ready you know because there's things like HR data and stuff like that that you know there's some real mechanical stuff that needs to be uh, in place but to make you don't want to create industries 
and, and unnecessary admin. So that's worked really nicely for us over the last few years. So we've got, you know, almost the entire organization doing that. Um, and we're now, you know, we're really embracing things like 360 feedback again, something that Glint help us with. So any sort of key developments for leaders or, or non-leaders, um, we're doing, you know, our 360 kind of support is almost going viral internally at the moment. So people are really, really enjoying a refreshed way of doing that. And yeah, so it's it's been a bit evolutionary. Um, cool. It's been quite um, natural and, and, and organic in how it's how it how it's grown. But it's quite nice now to sort of look and think, wow, you know, so we've kind of got you know got to that continuous listening place, but in probably a, a less obvious way than I thought. Um, because the you know again the twice yearly engagement surveys just they feel right for us they feel like they fit where we're at as an organisation um, and again there's there's not really any intention right now to make any any big changes to that. No, but what you're describing is a a core of those two things, mm. supported by a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on and a bunch of continuous conversation. Yeah. But but to your point, listening and, and acting too. Yeah. I I so. <laughs> I am literally following the engage for success enablers playbook here. So we've done, we've done strategic narrative. We've talked a little bit about how we're equipping uh, managers and leaders to sort of help engage and get that message down. We've obviously talked just now about employee voice. The final piece is when it comes to organizational integrity. So closing the say do gap, you know, saying what's important and then doing what's important. That's where often businesses fall. Because this stuff works when it's nice and easy, but when conditions are tough and you've got tough decisions to make, it can easily put, be put to the side. When actually, this is it's designed for the tough stuff, right? It's designed for the tough stuff. So you've done the hard yards of setting the vision. You've engaged all the people. You're listening to what they're saying. You've championed involvement. What's happened in that area of organisational integrity, Sarah? Mm. How have you backed up the message? What, what What do you think the key things are there that you've been doing? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I feel like it's been a real multi year journey, and we're still God. You know, uh, it's easy to to make it sound. There's still a lot of imperfection in our system. There'll still be you know huge pockets of our business. Not huge pockets. There will be. You know, like we're a big global organisation, so there will still be. Um, there will still be areas where the action might not quite be where we would want it to be. People won't be experiencing what we would want them to experience a people. So I, you know, want to just mention that, you know, this is definitely not perfect. We're not in an end state by any means, you know, we're, we're on a journey, but yeah, we've been, I feel like we've been chipping away at this, this kind of real culture of action, uh, as I would, I would call it for, for some time now. A um, few things that have helped, you know, again, that more recent, that sort of injection of energy from our chief executive has really helped because that's a real explicit, you know, we are all about action on feedback, whether it's customer or employee. So that the link to customer really ha- has helped us there. Um so I think, you know, the message is coming from the top. I think with, with this integrity stuff and the culture of action, it has to come from the business. Mm. It, you can't push it in as an HR function. It really shouldn't be on us at all. And and again, you know, if, if, you're, if your business isn't ready for it, you can't kind of force it. It has to come from them. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's a case of biding time. Um, maybe it's a case of finding, you know, few few leaders out there who get it and, and really, you know, helping them because it, it has to be a business owned and led thing. It cannot be it cannot be something that's that's all on, uh, uh, you know, it can't be an HR thing, essentially. 
and again you know I've, I've mentioned it a few times but again I think and um that whole holding holding the ship steady and, and keeping our focus areas relatively the same it has meant that we've we know if we've had any areas within Bupa where we've had leaders who don't want to lean in on some of those tougher sides, they've they've essentially had to because you know we we keep asking the same sort of topic areas. They are the tough aspects, um, and so you you just have to sort of get on with it to an extent. But you know, to your point, you know, I think back to times of pandemic, and I've you know been to a few events externally, and you know. The thought of people stopping their listening um, when the pandemic hit, you know, we did the opposite. We kind of doubled down and, and you know, really, really lent into um, and we did more listening. And we asked people specifically about how they were getting on during that, that, you know, those really hard, hard years. And again, I think that's really important that you're absolutely right. This is what it's all about. It's just, and, it, and it's not a. Again, it's that sort of repositioning it that I going back to what I was saying about the design for the front line, you design it for the business, design it to make their jobs easier, not that they see it as this extra to do on the to do list. It's not. It's actually designed for them to make their lives easier. And and that's quite hard. I found that quite hard sometimes because there are some entrenched views that people can see this as a as a, you know, a top down initiative or a, an HR thing when when really it's not, you know, if you want it to be effective, it has to be for the business and to help them, you know, make make it easier for themselves. Yeah, like you said, it's got to, it's got to come from them. And, you know, the, there is no end state to the game of engagement. It's a, it's no. a continuum. <laughs> and Sarah, look, before I let you go, because all this stuff's amazing, can I ask you just one very quick question? Based on the time you spent in this role, based on the things that you've seen happen and change, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice to sort of say, if you were embarking on this journey again from the start, what advice would you give yourself? Yeah, it's um, it, it's a good question because um, it's really funny because I think about you know how how the pace nowadays it's all about working in an agile way and being really responsive and progressive and as, as quickly adaptable as you can. Whereas actually the advice I probably give myself going back to those few years ago is actually t- things take time to evolve, and actually I've seen a real natural evolvement over these past few years. And and you know going back to what I was just talking about those business and HR dynamics, you know that takes time. It really 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 takes time um you can't again you can't sort of shove new messages down people's throat you need to give people time to understand the messages um that that you're trying to convey and people will buy into things at their own time in their own way and in their own experience so I think that would be the advice that I would give myself is just you know give it time because it will all come Um, and sometimes less is more you know sometimes we feel the need in our individual roles to have huge impact and change things up all the time whereas actually there's always an argument for, uh, you know, if you've got something that you you know trust in your system, trust in your process, and sometimes you know things will take a little while to come to fruition. But, um, but you know, yeah, that would that would probably be my advice to myself. To brilliant, brilliant it. advice, Look, Sarah. It's been lovely to speak to you. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Listen, everybody, don't forget you can get to engagewithsuccess.org to check out the show notes and all of our fab free engagement resources. And you could also download or stream any of the great shows from the archive at your leisure. Sarah, genuinely, thanks for sharing and well, just giving us some insight into how you can make this stuff work and, and buck the trend. It really does show what's possible if you stick with the boat. Thanks very much, my friend. It's been very, very enjoyable. Thank you so much, Andy. You're welcome. You take care. Okay, everyone. We'll be back again at the same time next week. I'm Andy Gorham, and thanks for listening to Engage for Success Radio. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice. 
for people who believe there's a better way to work.